Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm so glad you are back with Katie and I today. This is Katie Walkus. Did I say that right, Katie? Yes, you did. Nice. I'm so proud of myself. Walkus. <laughs> That's a fun last name. People know I, I, I love different last names. My last name is just kind of mundane, as you might say. Katie from Life in the Mundane. Um, yeah, just Hampton. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's a fine last name, but it's it's not exciting. Though my name, my first name, I have stopped giving my first name when, <laughs> you know, you go to a restaurant and they'll ask for a name, you know, for, you know, to get a table or for, you know, picking up your order. And, and when I say Yvette, most of the time they get this look on their face like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and they either try to spell it E-V-E-T or... I, they never know how to spell. It. And then if I try to spell it for them, they're then like, they, Y-E-V-E-M, yeah. never mind. So I would just start giving them either Hampton or which they mess that up too. Usually I'll just say Brooklyn or Lacey <laughs> because those are pretty, <laughs> pretty easy to understand. Um, but it's, it's quite funny. So yeah, someone the other day, she's like, it's a very different name. I said, thank you. It's French. <laughs> I'm not French, but my name is French. Anyway, um, we are glad to have you back with us, Katie. Thank you for joining me. Um, we're going to get back into our conversation. We are talking about the highly distracted homeschool mom. But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, Katie, okay, we're talking about the highly distracted homeschool mom. And one of the things you said on Monday, which by the way, if you guys missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to that. But one of the things you said was that there are actually some strengths to being highly distracted. And I was like, oh, this is good to know. (laughs) I always want to know the good things. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. What are some of the things that are strengths um, that we can derive from being highly distracted moms? I think one of the big ones is that as homeschool moms, we want our kids to have a love of learning. And some of the best ways to do that, in my experience, is to follow those rabbit trails and to be willing to like take a second and take a break from the curriculum and just follow that thing that's really interesting to them. And as highly distracted homeschool moms, oftentimes we are more willing um, to do that mm-hmm. and to kind of go off the beaten path. And I really do think that's a strength. I have friends who are very type A and who very much wish they could. They're like, but you know, to us, that to-do list is such the driving force that we have trouble taking the opportunity to dig into something. And so I found that to be a huge strength across the board. And not that we don't ever struggle with doing that. And obviously we can't do that sure. 24-7. But, you know, being able to say, you know what, guys, that's a great question. Let's look more into that. Maybe we're going to watch a documentary or listen to a podcast on that or read a book on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes what I find myself doing, and and I totally agree with you because we will often do that too. But then we'll go on YouTube to look at a video Mm -hmm. on something and then, oh, oh, look at this video. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> two hours later, I'm like, yes. oh, wait a minute, we were supposed to be learning about Pompeii yes. or whatever it was that we were studying. And um, and so it, it can lead to more distraction. However, um, that also can be a learning opportunity uh, yeah. for our kids because you never know what the Lord is going to show show you, maybe something that you didn't even know you needed to know about Yes, um, or talk to your kids about. Another one that I found is definitely been the ability to pivot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. life has a lot of things like 
that just happen and pop up and the ability to take that opportunity to make shifts and adjustments fairly quickly is something oftentimes we can do. Now we can, uh, with every strength, there is a weakness, every weakness, there's a strength. So it's always finding that balance there, but you know, there's more of a willingness to stop and to do ministry moments of ministry and to take the opportunity with our kids to, you know, be willing to take a break from things, to be able to pivot over to maybe a discipline issue, heart issue that needs to be addressed. And so it's, it's one of those things that I really do think is a strength because God gives us very specific things for a very specific reason. And another big one has definitely been with my kids having more understanding because whether kids have ADHD or don't have ADHD, kids are highly distracted as a whole, as a general rule. And as parents, sometimes we can get so far removed from that and have so many strategies that we lose empathy um, Mm -hmm. or we forget that there's actual strategy that has to be learned. And so we just assume our kids should be little adults. And so I feel like by having those struggles, and even though some of them are not current struggles, some are still, even though some of them are not current struggles, they're recent enough that I remember what I had to do to learn how to pivot and how to grow in those areas. And I'm able to teach my kids better and equip them better because of that. Yeah, yeah. It's called flexibility. Yes. (laughs) And, And you're right. I think for the type A mom, it is a very hard for her sometimes to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I mean, I'm not putting down type A moms. No, I often aspire to be that type yes. A mom. Or, like, I really want to have it all together. I want to be able to organize my day and live by my schedule. And 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 I, it just, it's just not me. And and like you said yesterday, um, or in Monday's episode, it's not that we stay there. It's not that right. we say, well, this is just how I am. So I'm just going to stay here. And well, too bad for my family, right? We should always be growing and learning. And so, you know, and, and I know we're going to talk about some methods. I'm assuming one of them will be, because I know it has been the top method for me is making a to-do list. Yes. <laughs> if yes. I didn't have a to-do list in a calendar to live by, oh dear, I would I would not be able to function. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yes. for that type A mom, um, there are so many benefits to being organized and structured and focused, but it's really hard for that type A mom to pivot, as you said, yeah. um, and to be flexible when your day doesn't go exactly as planned. And so I, I think it's hard to be on, you know, really heavy on one side of the coin or really heavy on the other side of the coin, because there are strengths and weaknesses to both Yes, sides. absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's learning to balance all of the things and all of the personality traits, um, you know, that God's given to us. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. 
hands-on activities, and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Katie. Um, as we're talking about distractions, let's kind of define what a distraction is. What I mean, obviously we know what it looks like to be distracted, but let's actually just really kind of hone in on that word and define it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought a lot about this um, as I've been studying this topic and everybody kind of has different definitions and what they assume. But really, when you look up definitions in the dictionary and when you look at other reliable sources, you see that a distraction is really anything. And I think this part is key. Anything good or bad that takes us away from what we should be prioritizing at that moment. And this is a big difference than what we tend to think of um, because we just assume that everything that we don't want to be doing right now or, or everything that keeps us from doing what we want to do is a distraction versus everything that is keeping us from doing what should be the priority right in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough <laughs> because I, I want I want to have my list and this is what thing I should be doing and never deviate from that. But that's also not reality, right? Right. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes we can stay focused, but especially, I mean, you've got six kids. And as you mentioned before, you have special needs kids. So I, I have two kids, neither of them are special needs, and we still get distracted so easily when we're trying to focus on one thing. So I imagine with six yes, (laughs) and having special needs in there, it would almost seem impossible to to focus not ever, but most of the time on the thing that you're trying to focus on. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about just the practical, some practical ways um, that we can do this. I mean, what what do we do about this? If we know we're distracted, yes. we can recognize it. We can admit it <laughs> to ourselves at least. What are some things we can do about it? Um, one of the first things is reducing the amount of multitasking we do. You know, we as moms love to multitask, um, but yeah. there's been many studies shown that we're not really multitasking. We're shifting from one thing to another. Um, yeah. And so really trying to block off time, especially when we're talking about homeschooling, blocking off specific homeschool hours and really protecting those hours. So yeah. our school day, um, I have middle schoolers and with having kids with special needs, our school day just takes longer. Um And so we actually typically go somewhere around eight to two. There's breaks in there. There's lunch. It's it's not all working the whole time, but I'm working that whole time between eight and two. But I really protect between nine and 12. And that is my like safety hours. And for that, I really try to not do scheduling any doctor's appointments um, Mm -hmm. or therapies. I try not to have any play dates or, you know, field trips we might do. That's that's an exception to the rule. But in general, we try to protect that nine to 12. And it's really helped us to be able to stay a little more focused because as a distracted mom, I can bounce around within one task. But the second that I start to blend tasks and say, I can jump from math to language arts, no problem. Mm-hmm. But jumping from math to laundry, then all of a sudden I get on what my husband affectionately calls, if you give a mouse a cookie days, <laughs> where I start everything and I finish nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, we're doing math. Oh, we need to do laundry. But I forgot to switch that laundry. I'll go upstairs and get more. And then I'm like, oh, I should make my bed. And then I need to call somebody about something. And like, it just becomes this whole thing. So if we can kind of 
keep like-minded tasks together and give our attention to that and then give our attention afterwards to those things, maybe errands or phone calls, contacting people and just grouping as many like tasks together is a huge, huge help when it comes to reducing distractions. Yeah. So when you're talking about, you know, staying on those like-minded tasks, how do you do that with six kids? Because you've got all of them different. I mean, you've got a a pretty big range of ages with your kids and abilities. So how do you focus on those, that nine to 12 timeframe where you try to really stay focused on them? How do you, what, what does that look like in your home? Well, part of it is I've had to learn what works for me and my personality. So something that's very distracting to me is environmental clutter. I am a very messy person, but mess distracts me. (laughs) And that's not always the best blend. Um, So with that, a lot of people do their chores with their kids after school. And I totally understand why it makes sense. But for us, I have to start the day out with a picked up house. It does not need to be like super clean, but it needs to just be picked up. So I will opt for a later start time if it means that I can have a cleared space. Um, And so I feel like that's one of the big things is knowing and starting to track the distractions that you're coming across. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you find yourself constantly cleaning during school hours, is it maybe that these things are really bothering you and having designated times. So sometimes work will become a task for me that distracts me. I'm like, oh, I need to send this email. I need to, you know, do this or that. And I find what helps me is to know that there is going to be a designated time for that later. And if I know that between two and four, I'm going to have some work hours, then I can simply jot it on a list and I know I won't forget it. And then during those work hours, I can pick that up and take that task. So it's just, it's all about prepping the time beforehand and knowing when you're going to be able to do other things. Having that peace of mind really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about lists. <laughs> yes. I love lists. Yes. I love checklists. I, like I said, I would be a complete disaster. I would not be able to function. I could not do this podcast. I couldn't do anything without my checklist because I, I, I think of the things that I need to, you know, and of course I'm the one who I'll wake up at like four in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I got to put this on my checklist. You know, <laughs> Maybe I'm dreaming about it. I don't even know. But if I don't put it on my list, I completely forget about it. Mm-hmm. I do that with grocery shopping. Um, I It drives my husband crazy because he'll say, we need this at the grocery store. And if it's not on my shopping, it could be like the most important thing. You know, we need milk and eggs. I go to the grocery store for milk and eggs, but if it's not on my list, I will not get it. I have to have my list. I'll get everything else but the yeah. milk and eggs. And I, I function that same way in my life. I could have the most important things to do. And if it's not on my to-do list, I, I just get so easily uh, distracted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I find all the other things to do that take up my time. And um, so how do you, as you make your lists, do you use something specific? Like, do you use a pad and paper? Do you use your phone? Do you use a specific app? What yeah. does that look like for you? So it's looked totally different in all different phases of life. Um, I currently use the blend. So anything work related, I use, um, a website called notion. Um, they have a totally free option. It's, it's kind of the next step up from Trello. If people are familiar with Trello. Um, and so it allows me to do a little bit more than I can do with Trello. Um, 
But then for the home, I find pen and paper to be my best, my best bet. And so I actually do a couple of interesting things with my list. I brain dump everything mm-hmm. that's in my head the night before. Um, because I can't sleep. All those thoughts, all those movies playing in your head, like what you're talking about, keeps me from being able to sleep. And most highly distracted moms actually struggle with some form of insomnia um, uh-huh. because our brains just won't turn off. Yeah. Um, and so with that, I find just dumping everything on a piece of paper and writing it all down. And then in the morning, I can look back at it. So that's not my official to-do list, but that is the beginning of my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll write anything down that I think is important. And then in the morning I'll look over it and 95% of it is not important. It was just what was floating around my head (laughs) and I'll pick those important tasks, but I make sure to pick three tasks for my day. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's been huge because I'm like, no, I have more than I have to do. And it's like, but if you can only get three done, what are those three tasks you're going to do? And it has made a whole world of a difference because now I'm getting the things done that are the most important and not necessarily Mm -hmm. the most interesting or the most urgent, but those things that actually needed to get done. Um, And it's made a huge difference for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love using a whiteboard um, at home. Yes. I I don't know. There's something (laughs) about physically writing it down on the board. And I'll tell you why I don't use pen and paper because I lose it. Yes. And I actually, it's kind of weird. We have a pretty tidy house. Um, I like my house to be in order. And for the most part, it's pretty clean. But for some reason, I will lose a pad of paper with my notes on it. So I like to use the whiteboard that we have in our our spare room um, and my phone. I I use just the notes app on my, you know, Mm -hmm. iPhone. And I love that it has the little, I don't think it had this when it first started, but it has the little check boxes now. And so as you yes, list stuff yes. on there, you can just check it off and it moves that item down to the bottom of the list. And it's yes. wonderful for me because there's so much satisfaction in checking that box and watching it just move itself down to the bottom. Um, but yeah, I I could not, uh, I couldn't live without that. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I want to talk about helping our children to Mm -hmm. stay focused and not get easily distracted, but we're out of time. So let's come back tomorrow. Let's talk about that because again, like I said, the apple does not fall far from the tree. (laughs) (laughs) My girls are, they're still learning along with me uh, to stay focused on things. Um, And, you know, we do get the important things done um, that we need to get done. and, And I'm thankful for that. But I always feel like there's so much more we could be doing during the day if we would just learn to focus and it's a process, it's a learning process that we're all still in. So, um, Katie, thank you again for being with us this yes, week. Yes. Thank you. One more time. Tell our audience where they can find out more about you. Yeah. You can find me on YouTube, um, and on podcast streaming services at life, the mundane. Um, we have homeschooling content for free on YouTube and marriage and parenting content over on our podcast. Um, I also, I forgot to mention this on Monday, but I also am one of the contributors at Made to Homeschool, which is an online community where um, you can kind of hang out with um, online content creators and get to have that encouragement. And so we love that as well. Okay, we'll link those in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've not left a review for this podcast, would you please take a minute to do that? Whatever app you're listening to it on, or if you're watching this on YouTube, would you like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends? That is the best way 
for us to get the word out about the podcast and for people to be encouraged. Um, So if you're encouraged by it, your friends will be too. Share it with them. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. The big thing is really looking at those environmental distractions. Those environmental distractions for kids are huge. We as homeschool moms oftentimes look at all the Pinterest boards of all the pretty homeschool rooms and we, we want to have the charts on the walls and the fun colors and all the paintings and all the things. And in reality, Typically, the highly distracted homeschooler children are going to get distracted by those things. And they actually do better, typically, in a more minimal environment.